Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. We hope you're surviving the grind. Back to work, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Into the Lab <coughs> podcast. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, also found at the Sport Gene and powered by the mothership Overtime Heroics, where we are the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for the divisional playoff round. Our panel of experts bring the latest information and buzz straight to your ears, and like always, if you are a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. This show is coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's meet the starting lineup for tonight's episode. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, Paul. How's it going, guys? Back at it this week, divisional round. Let's go. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world, made it to 2020 before everybody else. Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning. And before I say anything else, I just want to say that I think the Packers are the only team left from anybody in this podcast so there you go des caught it our third panelist a falcons beat writer for overtimes heroics and fantasy football expert for time skewed a specialist in all things football twitter handle at the phantom jazzy miles bloomquist i'm glad to be back i'm gonna shit talk steve reisner all night because fuck the patriots and fuck the saints that's all you ever do is shit talk me <laughs> By the way, congratulations, Miles. You are the 2019 champion for Pick'em this, this year. So congratulations to that. Good job, buddy. Great job. Great job. Now, our fourth panelist, born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, the Eagles expert you might have heard on the podcast, A House Divided, still in mourning from last week's game at that Gomez guy, Mike Gomez. Damn, that was cold. <laughs> just, just put me out of my misery. Those fucking Cowboys fans, dude. <laughs> Christ. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't talk to Jets fans like that. Uh, the wounded deer is here, I guess, and Ernest so kindly put me out of my misery. So, what's up, everybody? Glad you trotted on in. Our fifth and sixth panelists are guest analysts joining from the Loud Sports Podcast, making their debuts on ITL. Yes, some more Patriots and Eagles fans. At Loud <laughs> underscore Sportscast, Luke Stansfield and Kyle Gorney. Yo, 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 what up? What's going on? Started. 
Now, of course, as the drum roll comes in, the last panel is joining into the lab. A regular Boston man you've heard before, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven. You've been hearing him all introduction long. Welcome back, the great Steve <laughs> Reisner. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it Patriots are not in the playoffs. I, I can't really talk shit this week. <laughs> yeah, most of us on this podcast are no longer in the playoffs. It's really, really uh, bad. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I have no shit to talk for the first week on into the lab. I have no shit to talk this week. I lost my connection there. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> we will not repeat that. Again. I cannot repeat that again. <laughs> Well, if you could see the studio right now, there's smoke settling, and our sports analysts are getting their notes ready, and we take a moment of silence for a few things that were lost this week. Number one, the hopes and dreams of all Patriots, Saints, Bills, and Eagles fans everywhere for the Lombardi (laughs) Trophy. And then on a more serious note, the former NBA commissioner, David Stern, may he rest in peace. We'll take one moment of silence. All right, that's enough. Thank you all. Now that's over. Let's get started with today's three-round segment. Round one, we're going to put our ears to the ground with some news. It's been a little while since we covered the news. Probably, I think it's been almost a month, so let's get started with it. We're going to start with our resident Patriot enthusiast, the great Steve Reiser. What is the Instagram story for today? Uh, well, Tom Grady posted on Instagram this whole long thing, thanking the fans, talking about the team. I loves the team. And he told the fans, come right back to the arena, because that's where we'll find him. And he still has something to prove. I don't know what this man has to prove. I think people just keep talking shit about him. Maybe he just wants to, I think he just, he's going to just go out and he's not going to stop until everybody shuts up. Um, he, he's coming back. I think they're going to sign him, sign him back one, one or two more years and reload that offense. But the Patriots don't rebuild. They reload. Um, I, I, I think Tom Brady come back. He he wrote this. He wrote this real nice love letter to the fans. And if you didn't notice, in the bottom of it, it says, "I love Steve, the great Steve Reisner." <laughs> I saw that. You got you guys. Yeah, you guys got to look for the fine details in these things. I, you know, that's that's how it works. I All this had to go play with Tennessee I, next year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There he goes signing. Oh Los my Angeles. God, dude! I heard the Tennessee one. I'm pretty sure the ten- the Titans are riding with Tannehill right now. Tannehill! <laughs> I think I got a kind of a, a an interesting take on that. I, I think I'm one of those Patriot fans that would have sided with him retired. He doesn't really have much left to prove. I mean, I don't. Done. I don't think he has much left in the tank. You know, <laughs> he's done it all, dude. If if you yeah. watched him play last Saturday, he's still got it. I mean, he definitely he's still got it. the arm. He he's, he's got that it. arm. It's just they're, I'm they're one of those fans just, that just okay like the Red Sox. He should just retire. Uh, go kiss his children on the lips and more. Hey, did, honestly, did, did, no, does, yeah, hey, does, does, does anybody notice yeah, how the Boston Globe, the Boston Globe, who is owned by John Henry, who is owned by the Red Sox, has nothing to say about the Red Sox cheating. But when the fucking bullshit about the Bengals fucking sidelines came up, everyone from the Boston Globe was ah, they're cheating again. <laughs> they got nothing to say about the Red Sox. Well, that's because they fucking cheated. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're evil, but I'm still the victim. <laughs> There's no defense there. Just no, I'm just I'm talking shit about the media. 
God, media, people. Media is so fucking biased. I think it's perfect you brought that up. But although your quarterback may be staying, the New England coaching staff is blown up all over again oh. because they're all moving to different teams. Oh. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet from last night, but I was actually bowling last night, and some guy was making this huge uh, remark saying, well, the only reason Tom Brady's even great was because of the receivers. That's why the Giants got them as a head coach. Like, really? That's 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 the Giants inside that was, scoop. That was stupid. <laughs> that was yeah, consider, consider he was a wide receivers coach for like six months. <laughs> Didn't they have the thirty-second ranked right wide receiver core this year? They yep. did. Yeah, he was Edelman a special teams coach. He was a special teams coach for the last like seven years or something, and he was only wide receivers coach this year. Top five. He's also a Philly guy, though. He's won five championships, three uh, three with Alabama, two with the Pats. So maybe give him some respect a little bit. Yeah, 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 he's a he's a he's a good coach. That's what I'm trying to say. I think they jumped the gun on him, though. Yeah, he's a Philly guy, so let him off the hook, guys, please. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I I tweet about this. He he commanded. A, t- a, a special teams unit that had a direct impact in multiple Super Bowl runs for the better part of the last decade. Yeah, that, it was a very well-coached fucking unit that he put out on the field for a long time. That's what people are not realizing about Joe Judge. That's a pretty good coach. He might be a little might be a little young for this, but that's a good coach. Going to be a tough division next year coaching-wise. But let's talk about that. So coaching carousel, right? And Kyle, I'm going to bring you in with your first news segment. Talk to us about the top moves um, and your analysis on those moves with the coaching carousel going around with different teams around the league. Okay. Well, um, first, I kind of want to start out over in um, Dallas. You had the Cowboys. Good we place all, to start. We all, we all knew this was coming. We all knew Garrett was gone. Um, it was no surprise. It was being talked about after they lost to New England. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones had had enough. So – um, then they go and they hire Mike McCarthy. That happened pretty suddenly. I, I thought they would actually wait it out a little bit, maybe get an interview with McDaniels and a couple of those other guys. But um, it seems Jerry Jones had his slumber party buddy in mind, and he that's who he wanted. So that was one of the bigger ones. Another one that kind of stood out to me we just talked about was that Joe Judge hiring um, out, of, out of the Giants. You know, they, they fire Pat Shermer. It was only his second year that really that actually hit me pretty pretty suddenly too you know i didn't expect that but there's an interesting fact about pat Shermer out there he is actually nine and 23 with every team that he has ever coached um so when he's been a head coach his record after being let go has always been nine and 23 so what the fuck yeah wow. it's a very it's a very interesting take on that and then one more <laughs> one more thing that kind of really pops out to me as well is this Ron Rivera being fired and then them hiring Matt Rule from Baylor. That one really shocked a lot of people. You know, I didn't I don't remember his name being brought up when they originally were hiring head coaches. That those are those are three of my top ones. Um obviously Redskins get Ron Rivera. That was being talked about right away after Ron Rivera was let go. So, you know, it's pretty pretty Matt Rule's going to lead Carolina to the Super Bowl. (laughs) You know, and then over in the Browns, Freddie Kitchens gets fired. They still haven't hired anybody. They still have to do their interviews with Roman and McDaniels. I think Greg Roman's going to get this job. I I think the Browns Browns are going to stay in their division to grab a coach. So McDaniels you don't think is a top candidate? I don't think McDaniels should have even been considered for coaching positions. That indie thing that he did really tainted his name. Yeah. 
still a lot of people are saying. Let me let me uh, let me chime in, Paul. Here, Paul's Paul's really good about looking at the situation of coachings as well. And and you know who's the most prime coach or who's the coach in the in the most prime position to take a team and turn them around into a playoff possible contender out of all the signings so far? Well, I mean, I think you obviously got to go to McCarthy. I mean, the Cowboys have. I mean, they have all the talent to be a, a playoff contender, maybe even a Super Bowl contender. Uh, but to me, the most interesting one is Matt Rule. Uh, Tapper pretty much cleared out the business side of that Carolina organization. And then now the football side he cleared out. He gave the guy seven years, $62 million, and basically gave him a blank check with facilities, nutrition, staffing, um, it's a, I, I really want to see how it plays out because, you know, Tapper's a, you know, uh, always closing guy. So you give this guy everything, a blank, complete blank slate to start out. And you have McCaffrey to be the face of that organization already. So I'm really, really interested to see what Matt Rule does down there. Uh, I, I think, it, I think it could be real good or it could go real sideways, but He's giving him the reins, and he's giving him the money and the time. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out. And don't forget the Panthers also had to pay Baylor to let them hire him. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Are, are we not surprised that Lincoln Riley hasn't signed anywhere or had an interview? Or he's interest? so fucking garbage. He doesn't deserve a job. <laughs> if you listen to my last <laughs> podcast, I called him Riley Reed, the, pro- the porn star. <laughs> Complete accident. I just think if you saw that LSU game, they quit on him. That team quit on him in that that game. I find that funny because he came out at halftime and said, I know we're better than LSU. (laughs) They quit on him. Yeah. They did. And and Texas played a better game against LSU than Oklahoma did. Just want to put that out there. Not for the Texas guy. Somebody who's not worried about things turning around for their team, who's going to have Dan Quinn another year, is the guy who got some R&R time. That's Miles Bloomquist. Coming back to roar the debate about the NFL's MVP this year. Miles, who do you have in your top three for MVP this year, and who's your winner? It's not a fucking debate. It's Lamar Jackson. Matt Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, Matt Ryan and Devonta Freeman right up there. Um, Obviously, obviously (laughs) Lamar's Lamar's my pick. Lamar is my pick for sure. Without, like, I don't even have to think about that. Uh, Matt, Russell Ryan, Wilson, Matt, Matt Ryan was a close second. Matt Ryan was a close second. No, Russell Wilson uh, was for sure the first half MVP. Uh, just you know, Lamar took over the second half of the season, and what about uh, no one was stopping him. Uh, I w- I would have put McCaffrey in third, but I just I consider the fact that quarterbacks will always get. Or that that favor. So I'm gonna put Mahomes at third. Um, the way that the Kansas City looked sloppy in the first half, you know, with his injury, and even when he came back, he didn't look, you know, 100. But now that second half, he got fully healthy, and Kansas City was rolling everyone, and that led them to a bye week uh, for the playoffs. So uh, that'll be my top three. Uh, but at about week 10, it was already basically Lamar Jackson's award to lose, and he, he's gonna win it for sure. Oh, very exciting stuff. Uh, so top non-quarterback MVP selection, Miles, who would you pick? Um, well, the number one for most people would probably be Michael Thomas. 
but there's nothing exciting about Michael Thomas this season. Uh, he just caught a bunch of slant routes, and, you know, that, that's nothing exciting. I mean, yeah, great, you got 145 catches or whatever, but uh, it didn't impress me. It's, it's, He's I only the best receiver in the game, but fuck that guy. He's only the best receiver He's not even top three in football. When's the last time a receiver was in the conversation for MVP, though? Like, you got to think about that, too. That's true. Without yeah, the quarterback being are, there. Yeah. Receivers. Antonio Brown, 2015. I mean, like. Don't start with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you're going to go non-QB, McCaffrey, you know, I, I called at the start of the season he would go 1,000, 1,000, and uh, it was really nice to see him accomplish that. Uh, he he could have won MVP if Carolina performed better, but Kyle Allen fucking sucks balls. Well, Miles with the upfront up analysis, and I appreciate that. Let's let's before we switch into our round two divisional round weekend pick 'em. Let's let's see what uh, Dre, Mike, and Luke have for us on the remaining teams in the playoffs. Dre, why don't you kick us off? Who are the top three quarterbacks still left chasing the Lombardi Trophy for this this weekend? Oh, Miles already uh, talked about one. It's obviously Lamar Jackson is number one. Uh, I'd say I'd say I'd say Patrick Mahomes is number two, and and those two are pretty obvious. And uh, y'all, you you're gonna say I'm biased, but uh, obviously in, in the NFC, the uh, to me the best quarterback uh, is in that Packer game. Uh, unfortunately, at the moment, it's not Rodgers. I, I I'd go Russell Wilson, but uh, he's been struggling lately, so. You know, I'm 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 gonna I'm a, I'm actually gonna slide with Rodgers on this one. He, he has no wide receivers at all, no tight ends, and you know the Packers are there, 13, 13 and three. So, yeah, I really thought you were gonna go Kirk Cousins. You really you went a different direction on me, uh, Mike. Who do you think are the top three defenses that most teams should be scared of? No, the 49ers are definitely number one defensively, and then I'd probably say. I'd probably put Baltimore at number two, I think. And number three is a crapshoot between the rest of them. I mean, the Vikings are okay defensively, but they're not the powerhouse they were two seasons ago when the, they were when everybody thought they were going to make their way to the Super Bowl, and they didn't because Philly kicked them out. So <clears throat> those those three yeah. defenses would probably be the best ones in <laughs> still remaining. I see the Seattle Seahawks are too banged up. Green Bay's defense is not that great, and they can't stop the run, which is what they're going to need to do if they think they can win the Super Bowl, and they won't be able to. Yeah, I got you. Real crapshoot with with the number three. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. Um, Tennessee's been playing really good defensive football, although they gave up a ton of yards, man. They're all over the place warming for turnovers, so um, I like Tennessee's defense. Um, Luke, extra quiet, so we're going to bring you in to round up this segment. Um, if you had to pick one X-Factor guy in the AFC, one x Factor guy in the NFC to lead their team to a Super Bowl right now after the first round. Who are they? Uh, in the AFC, the guy I feel like's not getting a lot of credit for what he's done all year. He won the rushing title um, last week. He had 34 carries, 182 yards. Um, especially with the matchup coming against Baltimore, you got to keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson in that offense. I got to go with Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, he's a man amongst boys. He looks like he's back at Alabama and he's kind of running through people. Averaging almost five yards a carry, that's that's pretty insane to do. And I think 
I think he uh, he can easily carry the Titans to a Super Bowl. At the same time, I don't think they'll make it there, but you never know. And then uh, in the NFC, a guy who absolutely destroyed my team last uh, last week in DK Metcalf. He's also one of those guys that's an absolute man amongst boys. Um, yeah, I know the Eagles secondary isn't that impressive. Um, he came up with big third down catches, obviously the bomb to uh, to kind of seal the game. Um, I mean, he's he had what 160 yards last week. It was his postseason debut as a uh, as a rookie, and I mean, he especially with Seattle and their lack of rushing. Um, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, that dude's washed up. Uh, I mean, Robert Turbin, how much is he going to do? I think Metcalf gets open, um, and you saw in the draft, you know, how undervalued he was, and I think people are starting to realize how legitimate he is as a uh, as an as an offensive threat. So, perfect. I I completely agree with those two choices. DK Metcalf is is definitely a man amongst men, and Derrick Henry show is continuing through the playoffs. It's, it's great to see that. Um, anybody else have any other players? You want- want a feature before we move on from this segment anybody have those x-factor guys that you just love seeing that knows they can make a difference in this playoff aj brown yes i think george kittle could be one too i would say yeah, tyree george, kill. Yeah. george kittle absolutely yeah. and tyree kill I think oh, everybody's interesting, sleeping on tyree interesting kill. about george kittle though is if we get a 49ers baltimore uh super bowl george kittle only had two catches for 17 yards against baltimore earlier this year so wow. that would be something to watch out for if they do end up playing each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end that round one segment on that, and we will go right into round two, those divisional round matchups, right after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley Check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. All right, round two, divisional round matchups. Let's get right into it. Minnesota, the first game of the week, and going to San Francisco, and the Vikings trying to play another upset, hyped up Kirk Cousins. A couple of things to look out for as we get into this analysis and who you're going to pick to win. Minnesota and San Francisco. San Francisco's second-ranked offense uh, this season, coming off the bye week. Shanahan has a connection, started his career under Gary Kubiak. So kind of a connection there is Gary Kubiak coaching the Vikings. Both teams coach pretty similarly. Um, And of course, as you know, Kyle Shanahan coached Kirk Cousins at one point in his career in Washington. So defense looks very similar. And you absolutely will know that clock will just be going as it's going to be a bunch of running plays. Let me start off this, this game with Miles. How do you feel about Minnesota traveling to San Francisco. Um, I think this is going to be way closer than a lot of people think. Minnesota has the offense to get past the San Francisco front seven. Dalvin Cook can cut up with the best of them. And uh, I think he's going to be the key to this game. Uh, I, I, they don't really need to rely on Kirk Cousins. They showed that against the Saints. 
Uh, I mean, however you feel about the ending of that game, uh, they did really well with Dalvin Cook and um, Adam Thielen showed up finally. Uh, so I, I like the Vikings' chances here. Um, but but the X factor here is George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, that 49ers backfield. I don't really think that Minnesota's defense is as great as it once was. They've sort of shifted towards an offensive team. Um, so with that being said, I would I like Jimmy Garoppolo to have a big day, like Kittle to have a big day, like the backfield to have a big day. Um while I think Kirk Cousins and Cook can keep up for maybe the first three quarters, I can see uh, San Francisco pulling away in the fourth and uh, the 49ers get the win here. Yeah, I have San Francisco as well having having a good game here and winning. Luke, how are you feeling about the Niners? You feeling high on them too? I'm actually not. Um, I think I think Minnesota wins this game. I think uh, the, the the dynamic duo of Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter, they gave Freeze hell last week. Um, I think it comes down to the battle of the trenches. Um, I mean, the 49ers have two good tackles in, in Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey, but, uh, I mean, these two came up with all three sacks last week. They've been doing it in Minnesota for a while now, and I think uh, I think they kind of take over the game like they did last week, and I have, uh, I have Minnesota upsetting them. And I hope, uh, like Kirk Cousins says, you like that. Well, that's a that's that's taking a turn around a different corner. Steve, I'm gonna bring you in. Are you feeling the same way about Minnesota? Uh I really don't know how to call this one. I I think San Fran could pull it out in the end because George Kittle and that and that defense, the X Factors. I, I love what Luke said. It's it's a game that's gonna be won in the trenches, and it's gonna be a matter of if Kirk Cousins shows up or not. And we've seen I I, th- I didn't think he'd show up last week because I've seen him play in primetime. He played pretty fucking good football last week. I I I I can see Minnesota up- upsetting San Fran here. I I don't know if I'm really gonna take him, but yeah, I I I can see I can see that happening. Okay, so you think it's gonna be a close game no matter what? Yeah, absolutely. Much closer than uh, much closer than the spread's given it. Okay. All right, Mike. How are you feeling about Minnesota? Are you still riding high with Kirk Cousins as well? It seems like he's getting a lot of hype now. I think you all have been bamboozled by that <laughs> victory. There's no way Kirk Cousins pulls this victory off. The 49ers are going to smash the Vikings this weekend. It's not even going to be close. I, I'm willing to say it's it's going to be like a 10-point game at least. There's no way Minnesota stands a chance. They're getting all the hype. Everybody's getting excited because they beat the Saints. The Saints are obviously cursed. There's no way that anybody else would have beat the Saints at home like that. It was just a weird game. It happens every season where the Saints just get screwed out of the playoffs. The Vikings are not good. They're going to get crapped on. Yeah, NFL refs making their statement known, and we caught that on the podcast last week. Kyle, I'm going to bring you in here. Are you are you on that Vikings train? Or are you realistic with the 49ers? No, I'm I'm realistic with the 49ers. I don't. I think this is going to be about a 10 point game as well. Um, that 49ers defense is not the Saints defense, so that's what a lot of people got to remember. I think Nick Bosa is going to play a big part in this game. And I think Jimmy G is also going to play a big part. So I'd watch out for two big games from them. Um, I know Kirk Cousins had a good game last week. Uh, that was kind of his prime time. He breakthrough, whatever. But it took him ten tries. I'm, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with, 
you know, a quarterback that stepped up when somebody went down and he proved he could lead a team and, um, you know, a, a defender that's been on his game all year and a defense that's just completely shut down. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that take. Nick Bosa's going to have his name all over this game. Paul, I'm going to bring you in next. How are you feeling about this matchup? Um, I, It kind of worries me that uh, we're going to see a first-time playoff quarterback and first-time playoff coach, head coach uh, for San Francisco. You're playing at home, sometimes that pressure gets to you. Um, also, I mean, you guys keep mentioning this defense. It's been a joke since week 14. I mean, go check the stats. I mean, they, they're giving up points in bunches. They're not creating turnovers. Um, they're not getting to the quarterback. Uh, so, you know, it's not, you know, the, the recent trend of that defense is not good. Um, I do like to, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, it's tough for the Vikings to get up two weeks in a row. And they kind of got shafted with the schedule. The, they have the shortest rest. And the longest trip, so I think the 49ers will pull it out, but uh, I think that spreads off. Gotcha, Dre. I'm gonna bring you in to chime in last on this game. Bring us in from Indonesia. How are you feeling? I, ha- I have to go get a beer because I'm falling asleep. So, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke some of Steve's wild wild stuff and i'm a, i'm a, i'm going to say that uh the vikings are going to employ the same game that the titans did to beat the patriots they're going to feed dalvin cook the ball for like 35 touches and uh, the only thing that Cousins is going to do is is um throw screen passes or dump it off to cook so he's going to have like 40 touches throughout the game and uh unfortunately for, for those cowboys fans dan, dan bailey's gonna be the hero so uh vikings are gonna win with the last second field goal and i'm just gonna talk a little bit more packers are gonna beat the seahawks and <laughs> we're gonna have a game at lambeau and the packers are going to the super bowl unfortunately we're not gonna win it but we will make it to the big game there you go. Easy. Vikings NFC, NFC North <laughs> dreams over here. NFC North <laughs> dreams. Let's 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 I thought the Lions were gonna win the North at the beginning of this year. So Oh wow. Got the carry on hype going on over here now. All right. I, I know we we don't want to lose anybody. Let's go on to the next game, which is a Saturday night game. Baltimore Ravens, ten point favorites at home against those Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans pulling the upset last week. Um some keys to the game. Uh, these two teams have not played this season. No injuries on the injury report for the Baltimore Ravens. And, of course, the story will be Derrick Henry versus that top-five run defense. Um, uh, on my notes, I'm giving the special teams edge over to Baltimore. Got to love that UT connection, Justin Tucker. Um, and so the Ravens are on a 12-game win streak. Let me try to see if I can get Steve to get right back into this. Steve, how do you feel about this game? Uh, that's a That's a tough game. Really, because I don't know about Derrick Henry running against that defense. I think the Titans can give them a game, but I think the Ravens will pull that one out at home because uh, Lamar Jackson's just an anomaly. T- Tennessee's got a pretty good defense, but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they can stop Lamar because I don't really know if anyone can really at this moment. Um, 
Well, I, I think I think it's going to be a pretty close game, but I think Baltimore will win it. I know better than to pick this game first. Paul, I'm going to bring you back in early because Tennessee's your team. How are you feeling about Tennessee on the road? <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, that was a good win last week. Um, but not having seen Lamar all year, it, it's going to take a minute for them to to realize how the speed that he plays at. I I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that they can get up. I think last week was their Super Bowl, and I think Baltimore will handle business at home. Okay, good to know. Uh, how about you, Kyle? Kyle, how are you feeling about Ravens at home? Um, you know, I'm I'm on the fence. I, I would like to see the Titans win this one. I think they can with that running game, but the thing that is suspect to me is the same thing that Paul just said, is they haven't seen Lamar yet or a quarterback even close to his caliber yet. So, you know, with the type of player Lamar is, he he can make a game change within seconds. You know, he one big play and it's it's flipped on its ear. So I just I think um the Baltimore Ravens have a huge advantage here. Going into Baltimore and winning is tough. Um the weather's gonna be a little bit chilly. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a good game. So I, I think Baltimore's gonna win this one. I think they're gonna win by about ten. I give him a 10-point game here just because of the explosiveness of the offense and um, that top that top five run defense. Gotcha. Miles, you rolling with the Baltimore Ravens as well? I'm just taking a look at uh, Tennessee's defensive stats because obviously a big reason Tennessee's making this run is how good the, their defense has been, especially against the run. Um, and the big, big, big factor about Baltimore is, well, Lamar can scramble. Ingram can push you up the middle. Uh, even a guy like Gus Edwards, like a change of pace back, can burn you downfield. So for me, Tennessee's run defense is going to be very key here. Um, the only thing is, is that when they played mobile quarterbacks, uh, which really I can only think of two here, which would be Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, um, against Mahomes, they only allowed 97 rushing yards. Uh, pretty good. <coughs> Obviously, that's not all Mahomes, but uh, when you can limit a ground game like that with a top five offense, it's really it's really awesome, and that's a good sign for them. Uh, but then you go to the Texans, and they allowed 140 rushing yards. Um, so that's a little bit, you know, that's that's not really that good. Uh, Watson <laughs> had a lot of those too. Um, so when you take the best dual threat quarterback and the best power back in the game, uh, it's going to be a big challenge for Tennessee. Uh, and I just don't think that they're going to overcome that. Uh, Lamar's too skilled. Uh, I really think that the only team defensively that could have stopped Lamar would have been Buffalo, but uh, obviously they shot themselves in the foot. So uh, I'm going to give the edge to the Ravens here, but uh, it'll be insanely close. Okay. Dre, let me bring you in on that note. Are, are you riding that Baltimore wagon as well? Uh, yeah, I, I actually am. Uh, I think Miles just uh, pretty much said everything there is to be said, that uh, basically they haven't faced a QB like Lamar, and they also got Mark Ingram. And I think he's healthy and uh, 100% to go in this game. So, uh, you know, even even though Derrick Henry will have a, a pretty good game because, uh, you know, that Vegas defense <laughs> – I mean, it, 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 it's it, it's pretty good, but not that good. So he, I'm pretty sure he's going to go over 100 yards. But uh, I think I think uh, Lamar Jackson's 
you know, too, too much of a, of a superstar for, for the Titans to win this game. So I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. All right. So Dre's saying they're going to hit 13 on this one. Luke, are you, you picked an upset in the first game. Are you picking another upset for this one? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, I, I mean, I'm still going to take the Ravens just based on their track record and how they've looked all year. Um, Lamar Jackson limited his turnovers. He's playing really well. Um, that being said, though, if, if Tennessee can kind of get the ball back maybe once or twice on turnovers and kind of control, control possession with that ground-and-pound run game, I think they could give them, uh, give them a little bit of a scare. But I'm going uh, to stick with the Ravens here. I think their, their offense is just, is just too fast, too good. And as someone alluded to earlier, like, you're going to have to get used to them. Um, it's going to take about eight – Maybe maybe eight minutes, maybe the first quarter to get used to them. But by then, you, you find yourself down 14 points, and it's pretty hard to come back in a game in January down uh, down 14. So, yeah, I'll stick with the Ravens with this one. All right, we're on sweet pick alert. Mike, bring this one home. Are you taking the Ravens, or are you going to pull that Tennessee pick out? As much as I want to see Tennessee win this one, I think that the Ravens are definitely going to take it. I think it might be a closer game than some people might think it might be. Because of Tennessee's run game, it's going to be a trench fight for sure. But I think ultimately Baltimore is going to pull it off. They're going to win. Uh, you know, score-wise, it might be closer than a few people think. But I think Baltimore is going to take this one home. Gosh, that's a sweet pick for our podcast. Even with the guest analysts, we're all choosing Baltimore to win this game. Let's go to Sunday. Let's talk about Green Bay at Lambeau. This, this game will be a sling fest. I think it's going to be a lot of passing in this game. Green Bay dominates in every statistical category when you compare these two teams. They're going to need a Marshawn Lynch miracle, in my opinion. Taking Green Bay at home to win this game um, straight up. That's how we're going to start it. Luke, why don't you come in next? How are you feeling about the Packers at home? Uh, I think it's pretty hard to go into Lambeau and, and beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, I was, I was actually at the, the Eagles-Seahawks game last week. And even Josh McCown was kind of was giving that defense a little bit of a scare. Um, I think it really comes down to the guy that destroyed my favorite player of all time and Carson Wentz and Jadavian Clowney. I hate him. He's a clown. I, I can't stand him. He's a dirty player. Maybe if he cheap shots Aaron Rodgers, they might have a chance, but I think the Packers take this one. Gotcha. Miles, you feeling the same way about the Packers? Um, no. Uh, honestly, uh, right, as of right now, uh, Seattle is my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Out of the NFC, um, wow! Uh, going into Lambo is always a tough challenge, but Seattle likes to play up to their competition always. So uh, I I can for sure see this being probably the best playoff game. Even if the Super Bowl is amazing, uh, this game is going to be a, like a fight till the very end. It's going to be one of those games where Seattle once again flukes it off on a field goal at the end of the game, like they did against the 49ers and so many other teams. Um, it, 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 Russell Wilson has magic in his arm and it's just it's so hard to stop um, I, I can't think of someone on Green Bay's defense that's enough of a playmaker to actually shut down Wilson I can't think of a lot of people that could shut down Wilson um, Jair, Jair Alexander is going to have his hands full with Deke Metcalf um, that's, that's a big dude right there and I don't think Jair is going to be able to handle him and Someone we're not mentioning is Tyler Lockett, uh, a dude who can get into the end zone within five seconds. 
So for me, Seattle's going to take this one. Um, I, I'm, this is going to be a great one to watch. It's going to be the one I'm most looking forward to. Mike, are you taking your cousins up in Seattle or are you going with the Packers? Hell no. The Green Bay is going to win this game. I'm not I'm not buying Seattle at all for this. They're too banged up. They don't have enough on both sides of the ball to to win this one in Lambeau Field. It's too hard to win there. I know Seattle's a great road team. They've proven that this season, but I just don't think they have enough to overcome and I think Green Bay's going to take it. Okay. Steve, are you feeling the same way about those Packers? Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to take this one. I, I, um, I, it was Luke who said it. Jo- Josh McCown was o- almost fucking beat, beat, beat the past Seahawks last week with this completely crippled uh, Eagles team. And I know the Seahawks are banged up too, but they, they like uh, Marshall Lynch isn't going to be able to cut it. Doesn't got enough juice to cut it here against the Packers. It's it's Aaron Rodgers at home. I. Yeah, the Packers are going to win this thing. I actually think the Packers <coughs> might go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, hard to argue against the Packers at Lambeau, that's for sure. Kyle, we're looking for that second Seattle pick. Is that you? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, no. Green Bay <laughs> Green Bay is going to take this one. Um, it's too tough to win in Lambeau, especially in primetime. Aaron Rodgers is built for moments like this. I know Russell Wilson is too. Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback. Easily top top four, top three in the in the league. But... Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. You're going into a very hostile environment that is used to playoff football. And, um, you know, he's got that connection with Devontae Adams. Uh, Their defense is kind of coming along. I I don't think they're going to be able to completely slow down Seattle. I think we're going to have a high-scoring game here. Um, Almost look for it to be like the 2014 NFC Championship game. Uh, It could be. It could be one of those back-and-forth games. But in the end, I think Green Bay is going to take it. Gotcha. Paul, are you feeling the same way about the Packers? Man, it's so tough to pick against Russ, but you know, I I just think that uh, Green Bay. I think they're going to finally get Aaron Jones really going how he's supposed to be going. I mean, he has as many touchdowns as McCaffrey does uh, this year, and I just like that. You know, Seattle. They didn't really do anything last week to make me think that they can go up there and win. Um, so I'm going to stick with Green Bay right now and then uh, see how it goes. Uh, but after this game, we only have one quarterback with the Super Bowl trophy left in the playoffs. That's pretty crazy. That, that's definitely crazy. That's definitely crazy. All right, Dre, let's hear it. You want, to, you want it the best for last or putting you in the spotlight? Do the Packers win this week? I actually already gave my pick out uh, during the the Vikings one, so I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, Packers will make the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we we won't win it, but we'll we'll be there. So Packers win. Gotcha. All right. Anti anticlimactic. Let's just go to the game of the week. Kansas City at home playing against the Houston Texans, and uh, I will go last for this pick. Mike, we'll start with you as the other resident Texan. How are you feeling about this game? I feel like Kansas City is going to win for sure. <clears throat> I don't think the Texans are that great either uh, defensively or offensively. They make explosive plays occasionally. But I said this on, on another podcast. The type of offense that the Texans want to run, they need a stud running back to complement Watson, and they don't have that. They can't run a, a, a solid offense against anybody 
without having a real threat at running back, and I think that's going to hurt them. So I, I honestly think Kansas City is going to win this one probably pretty handily. I expect a pretty good showing, but I, I think Kansas City is going to win. All right, Steve, you feeling the same way about uh, the Chiefs? Um, I, I think this is going to be one hell of a game. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to come down to who's got more balls. And I'm going to go to Sean Watson and Bill O'Brien. And I know Paul's going to hate saying this. I, what I will say is that the, this game's going to be close. It's going to come down the wire, I think. And the last two minutes of this game are going to be very interesting because we're going to see Andy Reid and Bill O'Brien try to manage the <laughs> clock against each other. <laughs> and this is going to be fucking epic. Yeah, I, just, just, that, one, just that right there. Yeah, one other coach you just do not trust ever in the playoffs, and that's Andy Reid, in my opinion, when it comes to Bill O'Brien <laughs> and Andy Reid. Kyle, let me bring you in here. How are you feeling when you compare the Chiefs and Houston? Well, you know, you got to look back to when they played earlier this year. You know, Houston beat beat uh, Kansas City. Everybody kind of jumped on the Watson train then, and they're like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's it. He's gonna, He's the next great thing. And then they lost a few games. Um, and then Kansas City, same thing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes goes down. I think they won uh, three out of the four or something like <clears throat> something along those lines. Um, and those those teams are pretty evenly matched on that end. But I, I, I think that the Chiefs have the advantage here. You're going into Arrowhead. That's easily the hardest stadium to play in in all of the NFL. Um, you are going up against a Patrick Mahomes who was motivated because he was beat last year in the AFC Championship game. And you have a Andy Reid who needs to prove something because the Duke cannot win big games. So I think Houston's going to be at a disadvantage here. It's going to be a decent game, but I think I think Kansas City's going to easily walk into the AFC Championship game after after this weekend. Okay, Luke, you feeling the same way about the Chiefs? Yeah, I think Kansas City wins this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. Both teams are going to find themselves in the red zone a lot, which is not a good thing for uh, for Houston. The Texans are allowing 71% uh, of the time they're allowing a touchdown in the red zone. And the Chiefs have scored a touchdown 67% of the time over their last six games. Um, another stat is the Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL on third down, converting on, uh, on, on 48%, uh, whereas the Texans are, are 31st in the NFL on defense, allowing first downs at a rate of 48%. Um, Kansas City also has Chris Jones and Frank Clark back. And uh, last time they played, they actually did not sack Watson at all. Uh, both times that happened this year, Kansas City has lost both games. So I think they can get some pressure on Deshaun Watson. Uh, like the Bills did last week with seven sacks. I think Kansas City might blow him out of the water. Okay. Interesting analysis. There are definitely some good things, good takes. Miles, how about you? Um, everything was looking good for Kansas. Like I said, what I was talking about Mahomes is that he had a fantastic second half of the season and, um, they sort of revived the hopes of the fans that this was actually a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, but then some injuries happened and a big one I want to point out is Juan Thornhill, the rookie safety, him and, uh, Tyron Matthew were an insane duo. I remember watching the Oakland game and seeing Matthew communicate to Thornhill on a, on an in route 
um, for Horn Thornhill to take it, which wasn't his original assignment. But the vision for Matthew to see that and Thornhill to get the speed, get the pick, and get the pick six off of that was a beautiful play. And I'll, I, I will I will talk about that a lot probably. Uh, but it sort of sort of it sort of showed the development of Kansas City's defense last year. They were dog shit. Uh, they were a dumpster fire. Uh, probably the reason that they lost in the playoffs to the Patriots because they couldn't fucking stop Tom Brady. Um, but this year they're stopping teams. Uh, but Juan Thornhill's out for the season, so that's a big, big blow to them. Um, I, I don't, I don't like their defense's chances at getting pressure on Deshaun Watson. Like, uh, like Luke pointed out, they didn't get a sack on a uh, Watson last time they played. And uh, when you're playing that O-line, really, you can't get a sack? That's sad. Um, Deshaun Watson is playing so hard. He is carrying this team. And yes, you need pieces to complement your superstars. But sometimes that superstar is just going to go do it himself. Um, I, I think Steve can speak to this with Tom Brady. Uh, we've seen legends be made just by being great on their own with no supporting cast. And they'll make the supporting cast themselves. Um, so losing a big defensive uh, starter on Kansas, not being able to get pressure on Watson, and Andy Reid just notoriously blowing in the playoffs, it's all set up for a Houston upset, and I love Houston's chances to win this game, so I'm picking Houston. Did Miles just compliment Tom Brady? Did. I did. did. No, nah, we got wow. it on recording, too. We got it on wow. recording. You got you got that? All right. Six. Wrap this up, Dre. Give me your pick. Wait, get what are we talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, Kansas Texas. City. My bad. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with my with last with last uh, last week's what if scenario. So Texans, Texas will lose. Bill O'Brien will get fired, and the Cowboys will figure out a way to bring him on board. Oh <laughs> you think Bill O'Brien's gonna get fired? He thinks he's going to Dallas for some reason. Should be fired. They just hired somebody. Yeah. Offensive coordinator, yeah, general you manager. You, you, have, you, haven't, you haven't dealt with Dre yet. You don't. No, Bill would go back to the Pats, man. I'm telling you. They got an opening for wide receiver. There you go. Well, I was thinking go. more like Bill Belichick's like ball wiper or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, I haven't gotten your pick on this game either. So, Paul, how are you feeling about the Texans? Uh, I, I, you know how I feel about Bill O'Brien, so I'm not going to go there. But I think Kansas City's defense is the what it's been carrying them lately. I mean, if you would have said the last six weeks, Patrick Mahomes threw for 300 yards one time, and he's got eight touchdowns and four picks. I mean, that's not like lighting the world on fire. Uh, I, I just think that going into Kansas City, I think they'll take care of it. All right, and I'll wrap this one up. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with the logical choice here. I'm picking the Texans to win this game because the Texans are going to ride J.J. Watt, and they're going to dominate this game. So here's here's a true story behind this. Last night I was sleeping, and for some reason, in the middle of my dream, the Texans were up 17 nothing with eight minutes left in the second quarter, and I took that as a sign that uh, Houston's just going to dominate this game and win in the sea of red and prove everybody wrong for the first time in franchise history making it to the AFC Championship. And if you take my take on this at all and you're a serious person, you're an idiot because Kansas City will probably win this game. So I'm taking Houston to win this game. Um, 
on a personal note for that because why not? It's Texas. So that'll wrap up round two. If you're listening to this, uh, hopefully you didn't get too lost in the weeds. Um, we're going to come right back at, at you guys with round three and where do I put my money segment. We'll be back after this commercial break. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. We are back with round three on where do I put my money segment as we go through the against the spread options for NFL divisional round. We're going to start with... Put your money on the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, put your money on the Falcons. I got Patriots by three. <laughs> San Francisco seven point favorites at home against Minnesota. We'll just write this down the line. Miles, are, is San Francisco going to cover in this game? No. That's it. They, no. They are not. All right. Dre. Oh. You're picking Minnesota to win this game, correct? Yes. All right. Paul, how are you feeling about the Niners? Are they covering the, the seven point spread? No, I like the Vikings plus the seven. All right, perfect. Steve, you have San Francisco with the points? Uh, no, I can't take the Vikings with seven points. It's going to be closer than that. But, uh, I mean, no, I mean, San Fran. Uh, I'm going to take San Fran, but not with the points. I can't right. take Fran. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Mike? I'm going to say they're going to cover. Okay, I kind of thought you were going to lean that way from your earlier predictions. <laughs> and Kyle, how are you feeling about the Niners? Um, I don't, I don't think they'll cover it. I think it's going to be like a three-point game. Yeah, and I'm going to take the Niners to cover myself. I think they are going to win this game. I don't know what that speaks for you, Mike, but maybe we might be the only ones coming out of this segment with a W. All right, Baltimore, 10-point favorites at home, and they are playing against Tennessee. I'm going to go ahead and start with Kyle on this one. How are you feeling about Baltimore at home? Yeah, I think they'll cover this. Um, I, I got a feeling it might even be a little bit more. Oh, okay. Wow. You you saying double, so take a minus 20? Oh, I wouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I wouldn't kidding. give him 20, but you know what? This, this could easily be a two-touchdown game. It could be a 14-point game. I agree. Mike, how are you feeling on this game? Um... You know, I really don't care that much about this game. <laughs> What's the spread again? Ten. Mm. I don't know. Spread, man. <laughs> I, I think I'll take the spread. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Two for the spread. Steve, going to you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens at the point. So what was it, nine and a half? Yeah, it's ten Something right like now. That. Yeah. Ah, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, I'll lay the 10. Everybody's saying fuck it on the Ravens. All right, Paul, are you riding that train? Yeah, I think the Ravens smash them. Four fuck it. Dre. We are all going to be fucked when we look stupid. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I was going to call last weekend. They just played their Super Bowl. 
Bowl. It's going to be a goddamn safety that wins it. Yeah, they won their Super Bowl. They got the dynasty kill the shirt for Tom Brady to come yeah. back with the Super Bowl next year. Did Dre say Shut yes? Shut the fuck up, Steve. <laughs> I'll come back to Dre. Miles, how are you feeling? You going Baltimore? Dre's dead. Tennessee covers. Are you taking? Oh, so you're saying no on the cover for Baltimore? No. Got it. All right. So I am taking Baltimore with the points myself. Shocker. Taking it. Dre, are you with us? He was, was going to say I was going to. I was going to say I was going to help you guys out, and I was going to take the Titans, but Miles already did that. So. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Dre goes Baltimore with the spread. So that puts six of us on Baltimore with the spread. Probably the good pick of the week, if you ask me. Um, and Miles with the difference maker. Let's start with Paul on the Green Bay game. Paul, how are you feeling about Green Bay minus four? I like the pack. And the pack gets the first nod. Dre, I'm obviously going to go to you. You think this is going to be a blowout? Dead again. <laughs> He's pooping. I'm meeting. <laughs> we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to you, Dre. Miles, you have Seattle. Oh, you have Seattle winning this game. Correct. Yes. Hello. Yes, I, Dre. I, I, I would just like to oh. say that on a totally unrelated note, I don't know who's better between Jared Goff and Tom Brady anymore. Oh my gosh, that's such a troll. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, are you picking the Green Bay with the points? I, I, I think yeah, Goff. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take Green Bay. Fuck Seattle. Matt Matt Ryan sucks dick, by the way, Miles. <laughs> I'm taking Green Bay with the points as well. Dak Prescott's the best. Mike, how are you feeling? Dak Prescott sucks, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Green Bay with a spread. That's good because Dak will be MVP next year. Kyle, how are you feeling about Green Bay? Fuck up, Dak fucking garbage. He's not even on a fucking contract. He asked for too much. And Green Bay taking Green Bay with the points. Dak will play for New England next year. All right, so no, yeah, yeah, look at Miles. Same boat as James Winston. No, but Miles, James Winston is going to Dallas. That would be awesome to have him go to Dallas. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Uh, let's go to the game of the week, which I think we're going to be completely split on here. Let's start with uh, Steve on this one. You're picking Houston oh. to win this game, and do you feel like? Well, obviously they're going. You're going to pick them to cover the spread, then, right? You're taking well, Houston. Just, uh, ten, much, yeah. ten points. 10 points, so I'm not giving Houston 10 points. But take Houston to win the game. They're not going to yeah. win the game by 10 points. Yeah, let's go over to Kyle. Kyle. To win? No, no, no. Kansas City's a 10-point favorite. Damn, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, no, yeah. Kyle, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, that's a tough one. They gave us a good game last time they played. I think this is going to be closer than 10, but I, it's still Kansas City's game. Okay, so you're picking Kansas City to win but not to cover. Yeah, no, they're not going to cover. All right, Mike, feeling the same way? Yeah, I feel the same way. They're going to win, but they're not going to cover. All right, Miles, I know you picked Houston to win this game. Are you going to keep it and say Houston with the points? Marcus Mariota is going to go to New England and shit the franchise. And then Jared Goff is going to get traded to Dallas. And then Jameis Winston is going to go to L.A. 
Can you just make your pick, man? I got to make your pick, man. He's taking Houston. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, we should do a show where we do all these fantasy moves and shit, and we just mess with the entire league. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Trade everybody everywhere. Uh, yeah, Chiefs Chiefs win. I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> All right, Chiefs don't cover. Paul, you're you're gonna pick the Chiefs to cover. Houston will cover. Houston will cover. So everybody picks Houston to cover this spread. So that's another unanimous pick by our group. Gosh, that's gonna be two bad picks. <laughs> Baltimore and Kansas City. Houston game. All right. Well, um, if you're following along with us, we have two guys, one just waking up, one going to sleep. And so we're going to we're gonna wrap up this segment as well. But our picks and betting advice come with hours and days of analysis and reviews of the matchups, injury lists, and conversations. We wish everyone the best of luck if you're betting this weekend. Every, and everyone else who isn't betting this weekend, you're just watching the games authentically. Hope they're nail biters. I really hope they're ones to remember because last week's games were phenomenal watching all those games come down to the wire. A special thanks to all participants on today's show. Paul, Dre Rogers, Miles Bloomquist, Von Dalezell, John Matthews, wherever you are, Mike Gomez, special guests, Luke Stansfield, and, uh, gosh, Kyle, your last name? Kyle Gorney. Kyle Gorney. And, of course, the great Steve Reisner. Kyle's horny, what? Hey. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to write that yeah, on your mom's fridge. <laughs> don't, don't forget, all of your sports analysts on this podcast can be found on Twitter. Picks found on www.thesportgene.com. Sports articles, sports articles found on Overtime Heroics, various other podcasts, and appreciate any support with purchases of our t-shirts, sharing our show, and maybe a nice review every now and then. My name is Ernest Silva at the Sport Gene. On behalf of everyone on the show, good night, everybody. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Make sure that's in there. Save that. Hello? What the hell's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I thought my computer broke. Did we lose Ernest? (laughs) (laughs) Ernest is dead. Great. Why does someone die every time we do this? Man, I think Ernest got drafted to Iran. He was he was so shocked about Miles praising Tom Brady yeah. that he's you know, gonna he have, yeah. out. He's gonna have to edit all of this out now. <laughs> there he is. Oh, he fucking left. You you got some editing to do, bud. <laughs> no, he's gonna leave this in here for sure because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
He gone. <laughs> he's not even here. <laughs> Oh, and he's like no, and he's like completely offline too. I had to mute. Maybe my something mic. happened. Maybe something oh, happened yeah. at the Rockets game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, there could be so many things. It's They're winning late. by thirteen. Winning by thirteen. Harden has thirty-four, so nothing special, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing crazy there. All right. That's well. <clears throat> He, right, maybe, Steve, maybe, over. maybe he got in the mood to go get some chips. <laughs> I can't figure out how to mute. You just hit the button. I told you last time to use your Xbox headset. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's back, yeah, man. You, uh, guy, guy, a guy can't go that long without wanting to to get some Doritos, man. <laughs> <laughs> back in here, baby. Kid, is he here? I'm here. <laughs> I I got to come with that editing, man. Oh, it's gonna suck. So I, I got. I thought I was staying in. I got. Did you go get some? Did you go get some chips? <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs>